0: Welcome to The War Room. This is Christy Lee. Guest hosting today. Made it in. Hobbled my way in. Last time that I was here, I said it was kind of last minute, and I had been planning on doing a three-hour run since I'm training for the Austin Marathon. And I got to skip out on that because I was called in to do The War Room on, on Tuesday. So I did it yesterday, and I got 15 miles in. Can't believe it. Um, it is, I felt like I couldn't go anymore, but that's how I felt at 13.1. Hopped on Facebook, talked with some of y'all. That was fun. I can't even believe I'm still on Facebook. (laughs) So we're just going to run that as long as, as long as I can keep on there. But obviously decided to make it a casual (laughs) Thursday. Um, but I'm wearing, you can't really, the microphone's kind of covering it up, but this is an InfoWars shirt, Liberty or Death. Don't tread on me. So make sure you get your gear on, InfoWarsstore.com. Happy to be representing. Um, I even have like little snake earrings. I bought these because my son is like obsessed with reptiles and I knew he would appreciate if his mom bought some snake earrings and they match like perfectly with the shirt. So there you go. Um obviously wanted to wear some flat shoes because again I was habbling my way in, but I think I'm doing much better with the infowars store.com products I'm taking. I'm drinking the Turbo Force before the runs to keep that energy up and also um, taking Dr. Jones Soreless. So it does seem to be helping. You know, I started the training before that and now I'm taking that every day <laughs> and I certainly don't forget to take it because <laughs> I'm hurting so bad. So that's going well. So I have a fun show planned for you today. I'm super excited to talk to Steve Kirsch. He was on um, and involved with the Defeat the Mandates DC. And um, he has been so vocal. He has a lot of charisma, a lot of passion about this subject. And the first interview I did with him months ago, he still had his job that he was representing and he was still trying. He was talking about things, but he was a little bit muzzled. And um, we actually had to cut parts of that interview because he was trying to keep that job. But then he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm coming all out. I don't care. He quit his job. And he has been a freedom fighter. Can't wait to hear him, hear from him and talk to him. So verse of the day, when I get to that, it is 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12. This is the message version. Um, Obviously, we can debate all about the different versions to use. I think the new American standard is probably the most accurate version. But I do like to look at the different versions um, at different times. Just for a different perspective. So I really liked the message version, so I picked it out. So it says, we've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, (laughs) but we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. While we're going through the worst, you're getting in on the best. Love that verse. Love thinking about that when, you know, we're just constantly berated with gaslighting by the news, lies, mockery, um, and so we, we're not giving up. We're pressing on, like I said, on Tuesday. And I've been watching the Lord of the Rings with my family, my kids, and we've been watching the extended versions, I was just struck by all of the symbolism in those books. J.R.R. Tolkien, by the way, that is the shirt that I'm wearing right now. J.R.R. Tolkien, so much wisdom in those books, so much symbolism. And there's a part where Frodo is just like, he's exhausted, he's tired, and he is burdened by the evil that he's having to, to carry and be confronted with. And he says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And Gandalf says, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do until the time the time that is or what to do with the time that is given to us. There are four other forces at work in this world Frodo besides the will of evil. Such great movies. Go watch them again, get inspired. Take a page out of the book of Frodo and Samwise Gamgee. The war room. Bring in some estrogen up in this house. (laughs) Let's take a break from the testosterone. You know, contrary to what the liberal news media and everybody on the left tell you, there are differences between men and women. I know that's shocking. You know, men and women are different. So I'm going to be a little bit different than Owen or Alex because I'm a woman. That that's different. There's actually a difference shocking, right? Before we went to break I was talking about Lord of the Rings, how much I love those movies, how much I love J.R.R. Tolkien, I love C.S. Lewis. Oh my goodness. We have got to break away from all of this sometimes and have some things for enjoyment, some things to inspire us, to to keep us pumped up. So been watching those movies with my kids, love the messaging, love the symbolism. Again, I want to remind you what Gandalf says to Frodo. He says all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Roto, besides the will of evil. So we can see evil all around us, but there are other forces at work and we, the people are resisting. We're seeing it with the truck convoy. We're seeing the truth come out. We were, I was so inspired. I know in many of you were so inspired by what we saw in DC. There are other forces at work. God wins in the end. So we can continue to be inspired. So, Got to get to some news. I feel like a, like big news of the day is that finally uh, Justice Breyer, whether he was coerced or not, don't know, but he announces his retirement. Now, that is kind of big news, but it's it's also not kind of big news because, you know, while some people are making a big deal out of this, eh, not much is going to change. Even if they throw in the most radical, it's not like Breyer was like voting with the conservatives, right? So CNN was calling Justice Stephen Breyer a conservative slash moderate. Really? Come on. We're not that stupid. We know how he voted. And, you know, it's not the end of the world if they replace him with another liberal because not much is going to change, right? So that was the big news. and, And they said the Senate will... Oh, this is Schumer. The Senate will have a fair process... That moves quickly, keyword quickly, so we can confirm President Biden's nominee to fill Justice Breyer's seat as soon as possible. So remember how they they were losing their minds about how quickly, quote quickly, the Amy Coney Barrett situation went? And now they're like, oh, we're going to move quickly. Maybe they want to make sure that they can get this all done and over with before the midterms, before there was there's anything that could cause a hiccup in replacing. But We got to hear from Biden on what's most important to him when it comes to choosing who will replace Justice Stephen Breyer. And so let's go ahead and watch him in in his own words, clip 13.
1: Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view.
0: So he goes on about like what the qualifications are going to be, their, their integrity, their character, but she has, has to be a black woman because that's the most key part to all of this. So it reminds me of, you know, how, how much has has President Biden cared about this in the past? How much did he care about this before, you know, when we had uh the Black Justice Clarence Thomas when it, there was a vote up for that, which way did he vote? Which way did he vote when it came to Justice Clarence Thomas? Well, he was a big old nay. He was a big old nay him, but now he's going to act like he cares about race and gender, um, and representation, but only when it fits him. Right. Um, so obviously they want to do this quickly. They want to have it. They don't want any situation that will, <laughs> will happen like the Amy Coney Barrett, like someone that can, um, well, basically that's what happened with the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. They felt like they got, they got the, 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 I can't even think of the right word right now, but basically they need to get on it. They need to get somebody in there quickly. So um, that is what they're going to do. And uh, Jonathan Turley is warning that Biden, his plan for a Supreme Court pick is unconstitutional. Biden revealed that his requirement, requirement, his requirement for his SCOTUS pick is that the nominee is black and female. However, using race and gender as a condition has already been ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court itself. In other cases, Turley wrote, In his debate with Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden made two pledges to voters and asked his opponent to do the same, to nominate only a black woman for the next open Supreme Court seat and to choose a woman as his vice president. Even with identity politics, the pledge to impose a gender and race requirement for the next Supreme Court nominee is as ironic as it is troubling. What Biden was declaring and what Sanders wisely avoided would effectively constitute discrimination in admission to the Supreme Court. Indeed, the Supreme Court has declared that such race or gender conditions are strictly unconstitutional for admission to public colleges. But we're going to do that with the most powerful court in the land, the Supreme Court of the United States. We're going to do that for that, but not for college admissions. Imposing an absolute requirement that a nominee be a particular gender and race is effectively an affirmative action pledge. It is precisely what the Supreme Court already declared to be unconstitutional discrimination. So uh, what's also strange about this is that it's not like he's just excluding whites. He's excluding any other minority. So no other minority can matter. only Only a black. They need to put in a black person. So it doesn't matter if there's a Hispanic or a Native American or any other minority Asian. It just ha- only the black matter, according to President Biden. Remember that weird theory that was going around about like about Kamala Harris being um, maybe appointed? They were like, talking about how they could do that. Somebody will have to refresh my memory about that. But I remember there was like some rumor about getting her out of the vice presidency and appointing her to this, to a Supreme Court justice. I just thought of that. I don't know whatever happened to that rumor. I just remember hearing of it. So um, could be credible speculation ramps up that Harris could be Biden Supreme Court. Okay, so I, I wasn't mistaken. It was in the news. It was a rumor. So uh, we'll see <laughs> what happens with that, if there's any viability to that. So- Again, in the name of diversity, Biden embraces discrimination. This is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at in the country. So worst case scenarios. The list of, well, besides Kamala Harris, you know, she shouldn't be in any position. My goodness. She's been in positions maybe to get her position, if you know what I mean. But we're not going to go there. The list of possibilities include the worst case scenario of Judge Leslie Abrams Gardner of Georgia, who is the sister of voting rights advocate Stacey Abrams. With Biden going full radical mode, we believe he will select Judge Abrams so that she can wage war from the highest court on the American people. Thank goodness that we do have some good people in there, although that is sometimes questioned. You know, Kavanaugh and even Amy Coney Barrett have been a huge disappointment in some respects. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's see. Didn't I want to say anything more about this? No, we'll see if if she gets appointed. But whatever they do, they're going to they're going to do quickly, they say. So we won't have to wonder for very long. Wanted to get to some covid and vaccine news. As usual, also reminder, if you want to share this stream or anything on the website, we're always having a change up uh, because, you know, Facebook and Twitter catch on to these links. So make sure you remember dot news is what you're going to want to share. So I'm going to save all my COVID vaccine Uh, news for the next segment and take the time to remind you that you need to go to infowarsstore.com if you like my t-shirt today maybe check that out liberty or death check it out get yourself some supplements stay healthy we can't fight effectively if we're not our best selves we're not fully healthy so get get there
2: the ceo of pfizer just came out and said that People talking bad about the vaccines are working for, quote, dark forces that the FBI and CIA have been advising him on who these evil groups are. They know that all over the world, their poison shot is being banned by major governments. And Moderna's in trouble as well. They know that the people are starting to get wise to this depopulation agenda. In fact, evidence is starting to mount that the shots were supposed to be soft kill weapons. But they're so deadly, they're killing a higher percentage up front, and so people are waking up. The weapons work a little too good. They're supposed to be silent weapons for quiet wars, but instead, they're making too big of a noise. But it's too late for them to turn back now. They're coming after our children. So it's up to us to protect our little children, or God will not look favorably on us. Remember, God is watching.
3: The powerful combination of both vitamin C and zinc are great stepping stones to leading a healthier life. Infowars has made it easier to make sure you are getting enough in your system with a supplement that contains both. This Infowars Life offering vitamin C plus zinc with rose hips should be your next purchase from the Infowars store. The rose hips contained within are a part of the rose flower just below the petals that contain the rose plant seeds. Natural chemicals found in the hips may even be helpful for a variety of health conditions, including those with osteoarthritis and for those with pain after surgery, studies have shown. As for vitamin C and zinc themselves, you probably already know that they play an important role in nutrition, immune defense, and the maintenance of your everyday health. It has been reported that intake of both is often inadequate, even in affluent populations like here in America. So next time you visit, be sure to check it out at InfoWarsStore.com, where we promise our rose hips don't lie.
4: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
0: Liberty or death. Give me liberty or death. Don't tread on me. That's what my T-shirt says. Representing the InfoWarsStore.com today. Really, I just wanted to have a casual Thursday because I am hurting. I am hurting. I'm sore. <laughs> Not as sore as I would be because I took some Dr. Jones sore less. But, you know, first time ever running 15 miles yesterday. Yes, I'm going to toot my own horn because this is tough and it's hard, but I'm going to keep on pressing on. But anyways, back to the news. We are talking about, um, of course, again, can't get away from it, COVID, vaccines, the tyranny, all of that good stuff. Now, if, as if it hasn't been enough to have to watch these schools put, try and p- push pornographic material on our children through the libraries, I mean, the, all of this comes down to they're coming for our children. They're coming for them to indoctrinate them in the schools. They're coming to, I mean, gosh, we've been at this for two years and these kids don't know what, they're, they're not even seeing what normality is like. You know, I, I, I mean, there's, I've had some like rough conversations with my kids of just like them saying like, I don't even like remember what things were like before this. It's heartbreaking. And on top of that, they continue to have this obsession obsession with muzzling the children who we all know are not even at risk. So InfoWars.com, we have this on the website there. Speech therapist, 364% surge in baby and toddler referrals thanks to mask wearing. The speech therapist says that the mask wearing during the pandemic has caused a 364% increase in patient referrals of babies and toddlers. Jacqueline Thiek told WPBF News that before the pandemic, only 5% of patients were babies and toddlers, but this has soared to 20%. Throughout this whole pandemic, we have not weighed the cost of these pandemic measures. You know, if it's not bad enough that these satanic pedophiles want to come after our kids, they also want to muzzle them. And these poor children aren't even being able to learn effectively. It's heartbreaking. Parents are describing their children's speech problems as COVID delayed with face coverings, the primary cause of their speaking skills being seriously impaired. As young as eight months old, babies start learning how to speak by reading lips, a thankless task if parents and carers smother themselves with masks to comply with the mandates. And how many times do we have to remind everyone the updates on the masks? You know, you have CNN's star correspondent, Lena something saying they're no more than face decorations. We were told that at the beginning. It's like, thanks for catching up with us. And then the CDC finally admitting that the cloth masks don't do anything. And then they, I mean, of course, they're not gonna, how many kids do you see wearing N95 masks? How many kids? I was just, when I was on my run, I was seeing these kids riding their bikes home from school. They're all wearing the cloth ones. The very ones that we know are just face decorations. That are probably infecting, doing the very thing that they're supposed to be not doing, infecting themselves. Another thing I saw while out of my run is, um, there there was this young boy that that was on his bike and he he swerved, you know how kids like to to do on the on the sidewalk, swerved out of the out of the sidewalk, crossed the road, swerved into the other sidewalk, buzzed past me, but he was riding his bike on the sidewalk, and then he stopped suddenly, and I'm like, what is he doing? And then <laughs> he stopped suddenly. Pulls his helmet like out of his bag, puts it on. And then sure enough, when I had gotten to the corner, two houses around the corner is his parents' house. And it just struck me. <laughs> he ran, he rode his bike all the way from school, this young boy, with, uh, with no helmet. And then he puts it on <laughs> right before he turns the corner to go into his parents' house. And it's just, it's kind of representative of like what we're going through, the innate nature in us. If you think the rule is stupid, (laughs) then you don't follow it. If you think it's stupid to wear a helmet on the sidewalk coming from from school, even a kid is not going to do it. Put it on just just because he's told to by his parents and then do it before he goes in. Um, It just struck me as funny, funny to catch that in action. But this is what's going on. I think there's plenty of people that know all of these rules are stupid. But they do it anyway because they're afraid not to. They're afraid to stand up. But it, I mean, the damage that it's causing is is terrible. Um, also on Infowars.com and also on Reuters. Every now and again, you'll see Reuters actually deliver um, real news. <laughs> I know, it's shocking, right? Uh, Sweden is deciding against recommending COVID vaccines for age uh, kids aged 5 to 12. But let's Take a look at um, Dr. Fauci, what he thinks should happen, clip four.
3: Original data that was put forth, it looked like the dose and the regimen for the children who were six months to 24 months worked well. But it turned out that the other dose, namely the other group from 24 months to four years, did not yet reach the level of non inferiority. So the studies are continued. It looks like it will be a three dose regimen
0: three doses of a vaccine that they approved in what, like four months that they won't release the safety data for. And they want to put three injections in a child under four. Insane. And Fauci calls himself science. Meanwhile, like I said, Reuters uh, showing that Sweden has decided against recommending COVID vaccines for kids age five to 12. The health agency said that, uh, arguing that the benefits did not outweigh the risks. Can you imagine a country deciding to to weigh the benefits and the risks against each other rather than just authoritarian measures of just do what we say? This is our agenda. Just follow the rule. Far beyond wearing a helmet on a sidewalk, coming home from school, throw on a, throw on a mask, even though it doesn't work. Get three jabs for a kid that is just so not at risk of COVID. But we're going to increase the risk by pumping them full of this. Who knows what's in it? Because we still don't know exactly what's in the, in, in the vaccines. We, we have some theories, but they, they haven't told us that. So she added that the decision could be revisited if the research changed or if a new variant changed the pandemic. Interesting. So Sweden, at least, is protecting the children while Fauci is wanting to get more needles in them, kids. They sure do hate the children. Moving on. Exclusive, the thing that Fauci never talks about. This is from Becker News. New data suggests four out of five Americans already have COVID natural immunity. Science, even though Fauci says he's science, True science is is that natural immunity has always been acknowledged. We've had this thing called natural immunity for a long time. And um, now new data is suggesting that four out of five Americans already have COVID natural immunity. We've already seen the Israeli studies on just how more effective the natural immune um, are against getting COVID again compared with the vaxxed. But we'll dig deeper into that in the next segment so I don't get it cut off. In the meantime, make sure that you stick around because in the next hour, we're going to have Steve Kershaw. He's always passionate. He's I'm sure going to have so many new things to share. We are so thankful for those philanthropists like himself who don't need to do this, definitely don't need the money. But they're fighting for me. They're fighting for you. They're fighting for our country. We'll hear from him next hour.
5: I want to tell you about sale that we've just launched, especially if you have not properly prepped for a disaster off all storable foods at InfoWarsStore.com. It's insurance you can eat. The globalists have crept out of the shadows and are now openly trying to destabilize the entire planet. And in my opinion, now is the most crucial time to stock up on storable food and get ready for the next big crisis because these Democrats have already shown they're not holding anything back. In response to this communist sabotage of humanity, the team over at My Patriot Supply has agreed to allow us to offer our customers 10% off all storable foods. But this deal can't last long. This is only available for a limited time. Your decision now can mean saved time and money later, not to mention insurance you can eat in a crisis. 10% off all storable food right now at InfowarsStore.com.
4: This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's The War Room with Owen Schroer. Watch the live stream at band.video.
0: We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. We have not been broken. That's just a part of the verse coming from 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12. Meant to remind you that God did not promise we wouldn't face persecution. In fact, there's many instances where God tells us in his word that we will. We absolutely will face persecution. We absolutely will face hardship. We absolutely will face evil, but he will be with us and he gets the last word. Yes, he does. Moving on, we are talking uh, about COVID and the vaccine and Fauci, his crazy desire to pump our children, now under four, with three shots, not weighing the risks and benefits. Well, Sweden is saying they've chosen not to push this for the children, but Fauci continues to be a pharma rep. Not really sure why, because he already has plenty of money. So it only comes down to this is all about control. This is all about just pure evil. That question has been asked over and over again. Why? Why would they do this? Evil. It's just evil. That is the simple answer. So Becker News came out with this new data suggesting four out of five Americans already have COVID natural immunity. We don't want to acknowledge that, but it did exist. A CDC-sponsored database in partnership with Yale, Harvard, and Stanford universities. You know those fringe universities. Fauci calls them fringe universities with fringe epidemiologists. But anyways, their database in partnership with Yale, Harvard, Stanford shows that the overwhelming majority of Americans have natural immunity from prior infections. The great majority of U.S. states had prior infections ranging between 70% and 94%. Only Hawaii had prior, prior infections data that fell below 50%. The prior infections average for all U.S. states was an incredible 78%. During America's last surge of the coronavirus driven by the Delta variant, people who were unvaccinated but survived COVID were better protected than those who were vaccinated and not previously infected, AFP noted about the new study. The U.K.'s Health Security Agency issued a report that echoes much of the CDC's findings on natural immunity showed that those with prior infections to COVID were much less likely to test positive for COVID infections than those in the vaccinated group. Yet, natural immunity is ignored. And the way they do it is they say, oh, well, we can't encourage people going out there and trying to purposely get infected because that's dangerous and we don't know enough about long COVID, et cetera, et cetera. But then they completely ignore that with any of the exemptions Can't tell you how many military members I've talked to that did not want to get the shot because they'd already had COVID. They already had natural immunity. There is so much data that is superior to the vaccines. And then you don't have the risk of getting an adverse reaction. Imagine that. But they continue to ignore this. So just more evidence, more evidence, more reasons that may come up when we finally get a trial Crimes Against Humanity, what they pushed on us is insane. So I'm always cautious when I feel like we've gotten a win because it seems like every time that we get a win, something, there's more resistance that that comes. So that was the case for the FDA, first asking for 55 years, then upping that to 75 years to release the Pfizer safety data to the public. You know, the data that that they took 108 days to review. They ended up asking for 75 years to release. So deeply pleased when the judge rejected that, told them, nope, got eight months, but they're not done. They're still fighting this. So Aaron Siri uh, on Substack really does a deep dive into the latest information on this. But um, now basically in short, Pfizer is getting involved. And it says, as explained in prior posts in a lawsuit seeking all of the documents, the FDA relied upon to license Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. A federal judge shot down the FDA's requested rate of 500 pages per month and instead ordered the FDA to produce at a rate of 55,000 pages per month. So they're still resisting this. The FDA's defense effectively amounts to claiming that the 11 document reviewers it has already assigned and the 17 additional reviewers being onboarded are only capable of reading at the speed of preschoolers. Basically, they have said that they can only go through five pages per hour if you dig deeper into this article. And then, of course, Pfizer's getting involved. Um, FDA consented to Pfizer appearing. He says, uh, let me end by noting that all of this insanity is simply in response to an attempt to obtain some basic transparency. Basic transparency. This should again bring into sharp focus why the government should never coerce or mandate anyone to get an unwanted medical product or procedure. Just look at the circus. The government mandates Pfizer's product, gives it immunity for any safety or efficacy issues, promotes its product using taxpayer money gives Pfizer over $17 billion and then uses taxpayers' money to fight to avoid providing even the most basic level of transparency to the public. Insane. So something to keep an eye on. Seems like every time that we get a win, it's not, it's not always the fat lady sings. We have to keep an eye on it and see what they're going to do next. So the biggest lie that they perpetrate is that health officials deny that even a single death can be attributed to covid shots. This is from basedunderground.com as of January 7th, 2022, the US vaccine adverse events reporting system bears received 9,936 reports of death following the covid jab in the US. When you include foreign reports received The death toll stands at 21,745. A total of 1,541 miscarriages have also been reported. According to One America, a national life insurance company in the third quarter of 2021, working age Americans died at a rate that is 40% higher than the pre-pandemic rate. And they did not die from COVID. So what's going on? Insurance Regulatory and Development Authority of India also reports a 41% rise in death claims in 2021 teens mortality in the UK shut up 47% in three months so they continue to say that there's not even a single death from COVID shots we've seen the way that they've tried to demonize the VAERS there's been extensive research and I'm sure that Steve Kirsch when we have him on in the next hour will be able to break this down a little bit further because I know that he knows how this works and they've actually done studies on how reputable the uh, reports into VAERS are. But the thing is, is if you come back to the fundamental point of the VAERS system, it says right on the website, that is is to serve as like a red flag, an alarm system. Like maybe we should take a second look at this for the crazy amount of reports compared to the years prior of vaccines. How is this not a red flag? Why are they not? Why are they just brushing it aside And not taking, I mean, and then I think of the amount of people that I have personally talked to and personally interviewed, like Ernesto, his son, 16-year-old son, Ernesto Jr. died three days after getting the vaccine. And his father, who I interviewed, he was never given any warning that his 16-year-old son might be at a higher risk of a heart problem or an enlarged heart or anything like that. So he thought he was being a good parent was like, oh, maybe I should get my son vaccinated, get the vaccine. His son dies. His 16-year-old son dies three days later. And I asked him when I interviewed him, I said, did you report this to bears?" He said, I haven't gotten around to it. I've been trying to figure out what's going on. So we never even account for the flip side. Okay. They always say, oh, it's over reporting, or there could be a bunch of fake ones in there, but they don't ever account for, well, what if it's underreported? What about the, all the others that are Their lives have been turned upside down from an adverse reaction, and maybe their first thought isn't to go and figure out where they report it. What about that? Of course, we can't ask logical questions. No. But thank goodness for those that are fighting to bring attention to this. We're not going to give up. We're not going to let up. And uh, we're going to keep fighting. Liberty or death. Liberty or death, folks. (laughs) I'll see you on the other side.
2: It's time to protect your privacy. It's time to come to grips with the fact that even though you don't have anything to hide, criminals, hackers, corporations, big tech, government are stealing all of your data and creating a map and a database of where you go and what you do. So in the future, under their globalist takeover, they can shut you down. Protecting your privacy, protecting your credit cards, protecting your bank accounts, protecting your photos, protecting everything that's on your phone is paramount. That's why everybody should visit InfoWarsStore.com. We're carrying a huge new line of very compliant, made-in-America products that have 100% reviews and are simply incredible. It's a 360 win. Protect your privacy and shop at InfoWars to support the overall InfoWar against the globalists. A true 360 win. Get your Faraday cages at InfoWarsStore.com. Check out the new line. It's amazing.
6: A riotous mob. Whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. Insurrection. We will follow the facts wherever they lead. Domestic terrorists.
7: The days of independent media are numbered. The government has made it illegal to oppose them. They are now debanking us behind the scenes. They want to bankrupt us and make us go away quietly. With practically half the population wanting to lock the unvaccinated up in camps, the traitors know they can shut us down by force. But that would accelerate the awakening exponentially. So be it. Make them silence us by force. This is the final battle of the information war. Give now. Buy products. Donate. Donate before everything changes we need you to carry us through to the end victory or death go now to infowarsstore.com
4: the war room infowars.com forward slash show
0: Yeah, I like the music. This is a war. This is an info war. We are in the war room. And I'm Christy Lee, guest hosting today. Yes. Stay pumped. Stay ready. Stay alert. Be wise as a serpent. Gentle as a dove. Got a serpent on my t shirt. Liberty or death. InfoWarsStore.com if you like this tea. It is casual Thursday because I said so. Because <laughs> I ran yesterday and I didn't feel like we're in a dress, but check out InfoWarsStore.com, pick up your vitamins, pick up this awesome t-shirt, get out there, spread the word. Man, I'll tell you what, it gets really annoying to try and tell people that are under mass formation, psychosis, what's going on. But you have to keep trying. I have been, and I will not release a name, but I've been I've been corresponding with a former colleague of mine, someone that I deeply respect. And this person, this journalist that I worked with at a former station, has done amazing investigative work, great investigative journalism. And I just felt compelled to reach out and and try <laughs> with an olive branch or something. Man, I have really always admired your work. I, I really am imploring you, because you're an investigative journalist, can you please look deeper into, I mean, because he's been really focused, now you know it's a he, but he's been really focused on Covid and the numbers and all of that. and but then, yeah, not digging deep, <laughs> not looking at the other side. and and I and so I shared some information. We actually had a, a very civil, encouraging back and forth. He shared some information with me. I shared some information. I said, I really appreciate that we can like go back and forth. You said, you know, if there's someone I should talk to, let me know. I don't know if, if that will work out. But um, this person had recently contracted COVID. And this is after all three shots. And so that is, I, I, I that's how I led with, it. I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this sickness. Um, you know, it's crazy, you know, you did all the right things, Um, well, the things that you thought were right, so I, I basically, in short, I kind of took the opportunity, not like I told you so, like what, you know, you've been pushing the vaccines, you've been getting these numbers out, but shoot, I am sorry that you got it, I am sorry that you took all three shots, and you still got it, um, but I thought that might be a good opportunity to to reach out and be like, maybe now is the time to think outside of this box that you're in. And I always try and put myself into their shoes too, because this is an investigative journalist that was put on this beat. And he's, he goes to the the area hospitals and he goes to all of these doctors that are getting money for um, the COVID admissions for the COVID treatments that are approved. And he's hearing from these doctors, like this is, you know, we're all, we're only seeing the problem with the unvaccinated and all of this. And so his sources and his circle is making him have a certain viewpoint. So I'm trying to try empathy first, right? You know, put yourself in the other person's shoes, but I'm imploring and begging um, and trying to be the olive branch and, and say like, I'm sorry you're going through this, but there is another side to this. And and share information. You have to do it with kindness, you know. And I'm trying. I'm doing it with kindness, and I'm will, I'm doing it with an open heart too. I said, if you have information you think I should see, go ahead and send it, and I'll look at it. Like let's just share information. Like this is crazy. So I don't know. I'll have to give you updates on on how that goes. Um, but anyways, back to sorry for the tangent. I was just wanted to let you know I'm trying. One person at a time is sometimes how, how you have to do things. Figure out how you can reach one person at a time because there are some crazy, crazy indoctrinated people out there. So anyways, according to uh, Red Voice Media, Dr. Jane Ruby, I think she's been on here a few times. Hasn't she guessed her? She's, she met with a board-certified embalmer um, funeral director, Richard Hirschman, who revealed that arteries and veins filled with unnatural blood clot combinations with strange fibrous materials that are completely filling the vascular system. Many of the victims, um, Hirschman embalmed reportedly died of heart attacks and strokes, which, of course, highly reported side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. According to the government's vaccine, of course, theirs, Uh, it's been responsible for over 20,000 deaths. Mr. Hirschman reports that he found resistance when he tried to embalm these jabbed patients and then found these strange materials and pulled them from the large vessels of the bodies. Hirschman also reported that he has gone from seeing 50% of his embalmed cases with these types of blockages rise to almost 80% in the last year. Crazy. This makes me curious, as most investigative journalists would be, to maybe look into this a little bit further. Maybe look at your local uh, local embalmer or funeral director. I actually think there is a distant family member that's in the funeral business. So I'm going to ask and see if I can find out if this is happening anywhere else. Um, But also crimes against humanity. You've seen the story, but to review again, this, this father that is on the list to receive a heart um, is being denied because he won't get the clot shot. So let's review what's going on with that. Clip number five.
7: No COVID vaccine, no heart transplant. That's the ultimatum facing a young dad today. DJ Ferguson's heart is failing fast. Ferguson was at the top of the transplant list at world-renowned Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. But when they found out he's not vaxxed against COVID, they took him off the list. I spoke to his mother, Tracy. So why doesn't your son believe in the COVID vaccine? He
0: just doesn't believe that a vaccine can be manufactured in months um, based on what he's read. And vaccines typically take years to evolve into an effective vaccine. And
4: with all this division within our country... Uh, It's hard to trust anyone. A rep from the
7: hospital tells Inside Edition the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines required for transplant candidates in order to create both the best chance for a successful operation and also the patient's survival. We have very few organs,
1: so we have to decide who's going to get them. And the way we decide is... We look at who's most likely to survive the longest. So by saying I don't want a vaccine means that this patient is more likely to get COVID and die from COVID. And we could instead give the heart to someone who will live longer with it.
7: Ferguson has two kids and a third on the way. His pregnant partner, Heather Dawson, posted an update today in which she suggested he was having a change of heart about the vaccine. Is DJ in a position where he now needs a vaccine to get a life-saving procedure? Yes, Is he going to choose to die instead of getting it? No. Will your son get the vaccine?
0: We don't know. We're taking every day. Every day his condition changes. And DJ wants to live for his family. He could change his mind. Well, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to change his mind. You've effectively put a gun to his head and said, do this or die. I mean, now he's faced with like, oh, I'm going to either die or I'm going to die. I mean... What kind of decision is this? Can we talk about that mustache, though, of the interviewer? Are they coming back? Is that a thing now? Sorry, sidetracked. But back to the story. So, kicked off the heart transplant list for not being vaccinated. Now, did you notice with the doctor saying, like, we have to look and we can't waste these organs? Uh, there's the mustache man. Um, he's like, we can't waste these organs on people that might have a greater chance of dying if they get COVID. So, I mean, there's an if there. If he were to get COVID, he'd have a greater chance. And so then we would have wasted the organ, according to him. But again, they're not looking at people as individuals anymore. It's like we're all cattle. We're all expected to have the same reactions to everything. And we're just all treated equally. And you're not evaluating the patient at that point. The patient is not being evaluated. Because if the patient was being evaluated, he's on a heart transplant list for a reason. What are some of the side effects that have been widely reported for the vaccines? Side effects that affect the heart? Blood clotting risks? So you want somebody that already has heart issues to take a vaccine that is known to have some heart issues, risks, clotting. That makes sense. And then you're going to tell him that he has to get it or he doesn't get the heart. So he is basically a dead man if he does not get the vaccine. You have completely gunned to his head, coerced the man. Well, I'm going to die. So I guess I will take my chances. If I don't die from the vaccine, I'm going to die from the lack of a heart. So again, Nuremberg, make sure you call this hospital. That number is 617 732 5500. 617 732 5500. Call that hospital, Brigham and Women's Hospital, and ask them, when the hell are you doing? What happened to the patient's rights? What happened to his choice? Nuremberg.
5: I want to tell you about sale that we've just launched, especially if you have not properly prepped for a disaster. off all storable foods at InfoWarsStore.com. It's insurance you can eat. The globalists have crept out of the shadows and are now openly trying to destabilize the entire planet. And in my opinion, now is the most crucial time to stock up on storable food and get ready for the next big crisis. Because these Democrats have already shown they're not holding anything back. In response to this communist sabotage of humanity... The team over at My Patriot Supply has agreed to allow us to offer our customers 10% off all storable foods. But this deal can't last long. This is only available for a limited time. Your decision now can mean saved time and money later, not to mention insurance you can eat in a crisis. 10% off all storable food right now at InfowarsStore.com.
4: The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video.
0: Welcome back to The War Room. This is Christy Lee, guest hosting today. We have a very exciting guest that we're connecting with right now. We're going to bring him on in the next segment because once we get once we get him going, he's not going to want to stop. And the first segment, as you know, is just five minutes. So I want to make sure that he has plenty of time because, um, you know, once we get him going, he is gonna, he's going to be on fire. I know it. So that is Steve Kirsch that is we are going to be connecting with in um, the next segment. And he is a philanthropist, super smart guy, engineer, MIT. Um, and he has been at the forefront of getting the information out about COVID-19. He has a wildly popular sub stack. And I'm super excited to talk to him because um, the last time that we talked, it was like about a couple months ago, maybe even more. Gosh, time is flying so crazy. But um, he was a, a bit muzzled at the time. Super, He's been passionate, super passionate as always, but he was trying to toe the line, keep a, keep a job, but he has um, gone all in, quit that job, and now he can speak freely. So this will be fun. This will be nice to talk to him. Speaking freely at the defeat the, de- uh, defeat the Mandates DC, I wanted to show you a clip of his speech um, while we get hyped up and ready to hear from him. So let's go ahead and take clip number seven.
6: Negative. According to over 12 studies, the vaccines are killing at least 15 people for every person that it might save. And we're permanently disabling even more And for kids, I've seen the risk-benefit analysis. We will kill 100 kids for every child we might save from COVID. Nobody has the right to mandate that I must risk my life to save other people that I don't know. It's unethical and immoral. I will not voluntarily choose to deprive my kids of their father. Nobody has the right to mandate a vaccine which is likely to double my risk of getting infected. That's what the data coming out of the UK and Scotland clearly shows, but we're not being told about that. It's precisely the opposite of what we were told. Now, this is why Boris Johnson in the UK recently dropped all COVID restrictions. There was a very popular decision in Parliament. He said, we will trust the judgment of the English people. Finally, why can't we do that here? You know, people people look to their doctors for advice on whether to take the vaccine, but doctors can't speak the truth. If they do, they will have their license to practice medicine revoked for spreading misinformation. So they have to remain silent. This isn't what's be- about what's best for patients. This is about silencing trusted professionals using
0: intimidation. And there you go. We're going to be hearing from him in the next segment. Like I said, once I get him going, I didn't want to have to cut him off quickly. So we're going to wait until the next segment to bring him on and get started with that interview. But such an amazing speech. Love what he's doing. He, I know he's supporting the others that are in this fight. And one thing I am going to want to talk to him about is this isn't just a coercion of vaccines, trying to coerce people into getting the vaccines. This is a coercion of consent. We aren't ever going to know exactly how many doctors have their doubts, exactly how many doctors would dissent because they're coerced into being consenting because otherwise their jobs are threatened. And gosh, any doctor looking from the outside in, what has happened to these other doctors that have spoken up, who've, had, who've been sued, who've had uh, their licenses taken or threatened to be taken, Why would you want to speak up? Why would you want to say anything? It's insane. It's insane. And it's got to stop. We're going to hear from him next. We are back in the war room. I'm Christy Lee and I'm so excited to introduce my next guest, an entrepreneur, philanthropist, engineer, super wildly popular on Substack. He is Steve Kirsch. Welcome to the show, Steve. How are you?
6: Thanks, Christy. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah. Last time I talked to you, you were a bit muzzled because you you still had your job. And so you you said so many good things and we had to go back and cut some of those parts out because you were worried about that. So tell me that how that whole process worked, like when you were first getting threats from them and like when you decided, screw it, <laughs> I'm out.
6: Well, yeah, they basically uh, didn't want me to talk about anything about the vaccines because it was not good for business. Uh, we had a, a, a customer threaten to pull his account because the CEO is anti-vax, uh, so I basically thought about it uh, for a few days and then decided to quit my job.
0: Well, I mean, there's so many sacrifices that have been made by everyone. So we we thank you for having the courage to go ahead and do that, so that you can speak more freely. And um, how, what's it been like since then? Have you felt more free? Or
6: oh yeah, oh no, it's uh, it's it's actually been wonderful. It's it's a it's a freeing experience to not have to worry about everything that you say and to be able to, to speak the truth about what's going on.
0: Well, um, I loved your speech at the defeat the mandates DC. I so badly wanted to be there. I'm hoping to make it to more of these events in the future. Um, But (laughs) you looked really warm. First of all, (laughs) I was like, wow, he looks it's cold there, but you, you were really uh, layered up there. Um,
6: I, yeah, I had good protection. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was like, you look so warm. Um, so what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I was really impressed with how quickly it seemed to have been organized. Gosh, I can't imagine the amount of work that went in there and like everyone being able to show up. What are your thoughts on how that turned out?
6: Uh, well, <laughs> there is a lot of disorganization uh, behind pulling off an event like that, uh, that quickly and uh, things that go wrong. and. Uh, and things that we find out about at the last minute. So at uh, we we started speaking at uh, about noon, and an hour into it, they said, "Hey, we're gonna pull all the electricity at three thirty pm. And the doctor's panel, which was supposed to go for forty five minutes, went way over time. And so we were trying to scramble at the last minute, like how do we get all these speakers in and get them, on at 3:30, and then they pulled the power at 3:30, and somebody donated a portable speaker system that actually worked pretty well and so we continued on and then um the security guys came in and said hey um the the, the cops are telling us uh we need to get out of here and you need to stop this and um you know so uh, so we tried everything we could to uh to keep it going. But, you know, there's always uh, things like that that are imp- unpredictable that happened at the last minute. But, you know, we were really happy that there was no violence. Um, there were no incidents uh, at the event. Uh, so it really went off uh, extremely uh, smoothly. We, we couldn't have been uh, happier with the event. The attendance was probably uh, somewhere around uh, 40,000 or, or so people and, uh, and so we're going to plan a, a bigger event, uh, coming up, uh, I'm, could be an order of magnitude larger than this one. And I'm not sure how much I can say at this point, but, uh, but watch for it. It'll be coming up within a few weeks.
0: All right. Well, I'm definitely making it to that one because, you know, uh, we share a friend in Dr. Robert Malone, and he's he's been so kind to let me know about these things. and I'm like, man, I got to get my my own fundraising in order because I'm just not prepared to take these trips yet. But I'm working on that, you know, you hate to ask, you know, for, for and I so I haven't. So I have like a little donate button on my website, and that's it. And I've never asked for a donation, so I'm like, well, in order to make it to these events, it's going to come to that. So, uh, it's so yeah, awkward. well,
6: you know, the truckers the truckers raised four million dollars, over four million dollars. <laughs> so. So, Christy, all you need is a convoy and some truckers. Oh, yeah,
0: and <laughs> that's all I need. Business. We're going to be getting into that and talking about that later um, in the show. But um, it's so great to see all of these people come together and um, so great to see. Gosh, there were so many bombshells. But I will tell you, I'll confess, when Dr. Robert Malone was first telling me about this D.C. Defeat the Mandates, I was like, you really want to do that? I mean... I'm so nervous about false flags and everything, so gosh, what a blessing it is that nothing went down. Was there any scares or anything that that um made you think that that could be a concern?
6: Uh, no, there was there was nothing uh, really. you know we we were just able to talk about the science. We were able to to explain to people, hey, you know, look, the more you vaccinate, uh, the more likely you are to be infected. and you know you double your risk of of infection uh, from covid uh, if you're if if you're doubly vaccinated or triply vaccinated, uh, so it, it's it's pretty, uh, you know the science is very clear. The numbers coming out of the UK are clear. We talked about um, uh, the numbers coming out of Scotland as well. Um, I talked about the hundred at least 150,000 deaths. Uh, Twelve different ways uh, that we can show that, and uh, and yet uh, the estimates are that only we've saved 10,000 people, so we're killing 15 people to save one. You know, these mandates just make absolutely no sense. And the R-naught for the virus um, is now declining um, such that it appears to be, um, I, I, I saw one estimate that shows that it's less than one um, in in a lot of places. And so that, you know, the virus is basically calling a halt to this as well, uh, you know, which is lucky because the the public... Uh, response to this has just been totally anemic, and um, and it's actually been making things worse. So the, both the vaccines, and also that the, the masks uh, make things uh, worse as well, because they're more likely to help you get a respiratory virus rather than uh, protect you. Um, because all of the randomized studies, there have been two randomized studies on, on masks for both surgical masks and cloth masks, and they show that there's absolutely no difference between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. And uh, N95s, uh, there are large uh, population studies that show N95s are absolutely no different uh, than, a, than a surgical mask. So you're basically telling the public to say, hey, you can wear this, this will protect you. And the public thinks they're protected, so they're acting as if they're protected, but they're not protected at all. It's absolutely doing, doing nothing. Um, you know, if you want serious protection, let me, let me show you what that looks like. Um, I didn't get a chance to do this uh, at my <laughs> talk, but- this is this is what real protection. So this is a uh, let me uh let me just show you this and then I'll take it off. Be a little bit easier to hear me after I take it <laughs> off. But but this is a respirator. Um and it's a a 3M 7503 uh respirator and it's got a uh 20 uh 2091 uh filter but the important thing here is this uh, P100 rating on the filters. And this will protect you. Mm. It won't protect grandma, but this will protect you from being uh, infected. If you wear it properly and it's properly sealed and you're properly trained on its use, this will protect you. But what's interesting is that we've got, you know, 3,000, um, I think it's 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 over 3,000 uh, healthcare, um, you know, public public health officials, and they never you will not see a public health official wearing this mask to protect them. They are my, including Rochelle Walensky, they will not wear actual real protection. They will, they will, um, uh, you know, just wear these cloth masks that do nothing. I mean, it is unbelievable how bad the advice is coming from our healthcare professionals, and there's really no excuse for it. And it and it just destroys their credibility that they would tell people to do a medical intervention which is more likely to harm them than, and it certainly won't help them uh, the randomized study studies show that uh, they don't help and yet they they refuse to even even show people hey this this is protection this is this is actual protection that can work to protect. Well, you, you never know, Steve. Well, they, they might went. be
0: trying to ease us into that. For they're going to be like, "Well, now the new science has showed we need to wear all these things." Oh no, yeah, that won't
6: work. That won't work, Christy. I mean,
0: nothing would. This surprise has been around
6: for I don't know how many decades, right? <laughs> this is this is well-established technology that they known about, and in fact, even on we, we got to go
0: to break, but stay with us.
2: Well, I'm very excited for several reasons. that two of our very popular products are back in stock. Whole food multivitamin, a central nutrient multivitamin from natural healthy sources, not synthetic, and vitamin C and zinc with rose hips, the classic Linus Pauling, Nobel Prize winning formula to supercharge your immune system and every cell in your body. They're both back in stock, sold out for more than four months at 40% off. Another reason I'm very, very excited about this is this will fund our operation and keep us on air. So again, it's a 360 win. But whatever you do, go out and get an organic, whole food, multivitamin, and take vitamin C, and take zinc. And we also have some great vitamin D products at m 4 as well. But whatever you do defend your body's immune system. We want to keep patriots in the game against the new world order. So it's a 360 win. Get something essential for your body and your health and your longevity and your immune system while funding the info war at infowarstore.com. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead.
3: Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh,
7: Great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, It's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, It's like we're living in a twilight zone, man.
2: All right. Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for one of the products. The X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody here on the fence about it. Get off the fence. Get the product. Support the info.
2: Tyler in Maine you're on the air thanks for holding go ahead hey Alex it's
4: great to be on with you it's an honor
2: honor to talk to you
4: awesome uh so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products alpha power even at 29 if you ask my better half she loves it uh, and it helps in the bedroom so just number one for a few oh, it definitely
2: works it's not a joke
4: yeah. <laughs> absolutely forward slash show.
0: Certainly feels like we're in the twilight zone. None of this makes sense. Continue to get gas lit. It's insane. But... To help make sense of it all, or at least remark on how crazy it is, is Steve Kirsch. He is a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, engineer, um, now popular on Substack. Thank you for being with us. So we were talking about the lunacy of the mask wearing um, before we went to break. Um, but it's just like no matter how much data you bring and even hearing from CNN's token Lena saying they're just you know face decorations, and then even having them admit that the masks don't really do anything. We still see it in our, our our schools. My kids are still, um, required to wear masks, so I gave every exemption paperwork I could, and so they don't they don't wear the mask at school. But I I mean my son's constantly telling me that teachers will roll their eyes at him because he's he's standing up against the mask wearing. It's all insane. What is it, what's it going to take to reach these people?
6: Yeah, I wish I knew the answer to that. Uh, you know, I did a, a, a survey of, of, of physicians um, and uh, people in healthcare, and I surveyed close to 500 people, and all of them uh, 100, 100% said we should end the mandates. Uh, for the vaccine, and nearly 100% said we should end the mandates uh, for the mass. And so this is when the doctors are told, hey, this is confidential. We won't release your name. We just want to know what the numbers are, so we want to know what you really feel. So when you take away the intimidation that you, that the doctors have because they can have their license removed, they can be fired, and they can lose their hospital privileges, if they speak out and say that the vaccines aren't safe or that mask wearing doesn't work. And so they'll publicly uh, preserve their income stream by going with the narrative. But privately, they say exactly the opposite, that this stuff should end. Um, They're they're ending it in the UK, they're ending it in Denmark. Um, I think it was Sweden that just uh, said, hey, uh, we're not going to do it. Um, for, uh, uh, for young kids. We're not going to have a, a vaccine requirement for kids. Um, so people are starting to wake up. In, in the UK, of course, it was uh, done to avoid riots. Uh, the U.S. press has been very well controlled, and they always show just one side of the story. So they'll never show me on CNN talking about uh, these uh, uh, p 100 uh, mass uh, because it just destroys the narrative. It shows that the public health officials have been giving people advice for over a year that is completely nonsensical, and so they're never going to do that because they would just just destroy their credibility and they would destroy the the um, you know the whole narrative. Uh, so so the truth is is having a tough time getting out. Right? You have the U.S. Surgeon General basically saying, Hey, it's really important for high tech companies to censor people like myself, um, who are telling the truth, uh, because they're, uh, quote, you know, spreading misinformation or disinformation. And, uh, what they should be doing is they should be debating us, uh, you know, like show us that they're wrong. You know, the only way to silence, uh, Robert Malone, uh, is not to say, Hey, um, Unless you have silenced Malone, I'm going to remove my songs from Spotify. Uh, that would not be an effective way to do that. Instead, you should just challenge Robert Malone on the facts and you should challenge Robert Malone to a debate. But they won't do that because <laughs> they're going to lose. They, it's they'll so lose obvious, on the and,
0: and from the perspective of someone that was in traditional news for so long and most recently, a lead news anchor in California, I mean, I could tell things were getting weird. And I mean, that's ultimately where I was like, I can't do this anymore. But it was kind of like that sensational way of being like, man, this is becoming like state controlled media. You know, at first I was like saying that as like a sensational thing. Like I didn't really believe it. But now now you have literally the Biden administration asking the media, like to, telling them what to do, not to do, actually meeting with people of the press to frame economy stories. And then the Surgeon General demanding that, that you don't, and these other doctors don't get to have a voice. It is the literal definition of state-controlled media. This is what we've come down to.
6: Yeah, it's just like China.
0: It's insane, and I, I just can't <laughs> believe that more don't see it or maybe don't want to see it. I, I'm, I'm curious, I know that my feelings and thoughts have evolved through my awakening process, do you feel like your feelings and thoughts have evolved throughout this whole process?
6: Oh, sure. Uh, you know, when uh, when I started this uh, uh, back in uh, near the first of May, uh, when when people said, "Hey, uh, three of my relatives died uh, within a week after getting the vaccine, and they were perfectly healthy before," I said, "Wow, really? Are are you, are are you not?" you know are you being serious he said yeah they're dead mm. and and so that kind of um uh, knocked me out of my like belief in that these vaccines are safe and effective and said hmm maybe somebody's not telling me the truth right cuz they they can't both be telling me the truth and so a week later, when my carpet cleaner came in and he said he had a heart attack two minutes after getting the vaccine, and his wife was suffering from Parkinson's syndrome after she got her vaccine, and they got it at different places at different times, um, it was really clear who was telling the truth. And it wasn't the government. Uh, well, th- it was not the government. The <laughs> government, you know, the government was basically lying to us, and they continue to lie to us, and they continue to look the other way. And so we have people whose autopsies have shown that they were killed by the vaccine. Um, And there's no doubt about that. And yet the CDC will not meet with any of these people. We have people who are becoming a quadriplegic because of the vaccine. And they were in the uh, 12 to to 15-year-old Pfizer trial. And they were reported as having abdominal pain, but they have permanent paralysis. They're quadriplegic because the 12-year-old is now uh, 13 and she's a quadriple- She's becoming a quadriplegic now. Will the CDC meet with her? No. And so there's no doubt um, because I talked to the head of the FDA and she promised to go and look into um, uh, this uh, this case. And nobody called. Right. So they're clearly covering up all of the deaths and all the disabilities. And if you ask them, well, what, had, what about this guy who died? It's like, well, we're looking into that. Well, we've been looking into that for over six months now. And it's pretty clear. And if you talk to embalmers, and I, just, I was talking with Ther- Teresa Long um, uh, just now, and she was said that uh, um, she knows an embalmer. And when the embalmer tries to put the embalming fluid into a, um, a body, Uh, The embalmer can tell who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been vaccinated, and that should tell you everything Everything you need to know. You need
0: to know. I was just sharing a story about that, and I I do want to reach out and encourage other people. We need to, the journalists aren't doing it. There are people that say that they're reporters. They're not doing the work. So we need more citizen journalists. We need more people to call like their local funeral homes, or if you have a, a family member. You need to get these stories out there. Look into it and cross check because clearly the uh, bought and paid for corporate controlled media is not going to do the job. I want to dig into some of these um, athletes that have been dying and um, talk to you about some pushback about ivermectin when we get back.
2: Both of these amazing products have been sold out for almost half a year because of supply chain breakdowns. You've done a great job supporting InfoWars and supporting your immune system. The problem is with all the COVID lockdowns, the Great Reset, we can't get these products in. So finally, they came in, but a limited run of our whole food, vitamin, mineral, essential nutrient, multivitamins, so you absorb it, and so it's not toxic in your body like synthetic vitamins. Then, of course, vitamin C and zinc. This sucker is really full and heavy because it's a huge dose of vitamin C and zinc and rose hips number one thing you can do if your immune system and your body and does so much more. Both of these are now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. And I'm going to keep them at that price until they sell out. Because of supply chain breakdowns, we got a limited run. So please take action now and order them at InfoWarsStore.com. But whatever you do, find similar products out there and use them because this is a life and death situation to be healthy.
4: Infowars.com forward slash show. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the war room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video.
6: The referees. He collapsed. He collapsed. There was a study done on, you know, like um, professional soccer players or having we to take it out of a, down. due to cardiac problems. You know, so somebody ran an analysis and they found out that in four months after vaccination rolled out, there are more events like this than in 20 years. Now you can't say that's an underreporting factor, or you know it's overreported or underreported. It has nothing to do with reported. It's fully reported. It is in plain sight. There's no way to game those numbers. So what's the explanation for? Hey, after the vaccines rolled out, why are these why are these players dropping like flies on the field, when that didn't happen before? Worldwide, worldwide. How is that happening? Oh well, nobody really knows come on nobody knows it's so obvious you know so what's going to happen it's going to be the same thing it's going to be you know you're seeing your news anchor drop in the middle of the newscast and i will say oh you know he just had a heart attack and it will take a long time for people to get through the cognitive dissonance that yeah this is happening because the vaccines and your leaders have misled you because it's a hard pill for people to swallow that it was not only the fda and the CDC and the NIH who lied to you. It's also US Congress lied to you. It's also the mainstream media lied to you. And it's also the medical community lied to you. They took
2: the first shot in Trinidad, and they got the second shot in Antigua
4: a few days ago.
1: In six months, more people have died from this vaccine, then in 20 years of every single vaccine given in America, let that sink in, in six months. Go get vaccinated. Now. Now.
0: Well, it certainly is creepy. Time is running out. We have got to save humanity. We have got to do everything, every, anything and everything we can to get this information out to people. But I think I've been trying to rethink the way that I... I frame these arguments the way I reach out to people. And so I really want to get better, Steve. Steve Kirsch is with us, by the way. Thanks for being with us. He's a philanthropist, engineer, popular on Substack, entrepreneur. Our audience knows who you are. <laughs> you, you need no introduction. But Steve, I want to get better at being prepared to, to have an answer for um the resistance when you when you try and show things like that to people. So when I've tried to share this information, like why is no one looking at this? Why is no one like talking about all these athletes dying? And the, the biggest resistance I get with that is, well, we're dealing with a novel virus. How do we not know that this is not happening from the virus? It seems like that's like a lot of what you get when you try and ask about things that might have been happening being the vaccine, they'll blame it on the virus. So what do you say when people are like, well, maybe it's the virus, not the vaccine?
6: It wasn't happening until the vaccines rolled out to the players.
0: But, they, you, but they could say, Steve, they could say this wasn't happening until we were dealing with a new virus. So how do you deal with that?
6: Well, um, the timing is a little bit suspicious. You know, the uh, like you showed a clip of uh, uh, the, these uh, female soccer players that were vaccinated just a few days before their match. And you had two of them collapsing on the field within 10 minutes of each other, both with similar symptoms. And they're they're convulsing and, you know, their limbs are moving out of control in exactly the same way at exactly the same time within 10 minutes of each other. So explain that one for me. And you know, it's not just, um, and by the way, Omicron doesn't do that to people. Hello. You know, the symptoms of Omicron are not that, that they cause you to get a cardiac arrest. Now, it's interesting that we have three-year-olds that died from cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. and they died one day after they got the vaccine. So, I you know, I wonder what, you know, might have caused that one. You know, and These 24-year-olds are healthy, 24-year-olds are dying in their sleep less than 24 hours after they got the vaccine. But
0: Steve, correlation does not equal causation. That's the other one I get when I bring these things uh, up. That's
6: right. Uh, That's right, Christy. You know, the the 20,000 deaths uh, in VAERS happen to be correlated with the vaccine, but that doesn't mean the vaccine caused them, but- if the vaccine didn't cause those deaths, then what did? Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that is the proper answer to the question of correlation doesn't mean causation, sure, okay. But if it wasn't the vaccine, then what was it? And nobody wants to go and speculate as to how these cases that you're showing us right now, how, does that, how is that not caused by the vaccine? Because those are vaccine-caused uh, uh, side effects. So if it wasn't the vaccine what's causing that person to topple over and people to have these shaking episodes and so forth, I'm fine. You know, hey, if you come up with an alternative explanation other than the vaccine, then tell us what is going on here because it's huge. See, we all think it's the vaccine, but nobody is telling us that it's something else.
0: What about when they do say that, um, oh, well, you know, COVID has been shown to cause myocarditis or COVID has been caused to to, um, give heart problems? What do you say? I
6: I, I, I would say, hey, can you name a cardiologist, just like one cardiologist in the entire world whose cases have decreased after the vaccines rolled out? because we can't find anyone like that. We've seen cases since the vaccine rolled out in the ICU of that multiply by, by a factor of 10 versus what was happening before the vaccines rolled out. So again, if it wasn't the vaccines that caused this, then why is it after the vaccines rolled out we're seeing 10 times the rate of myocarditis when the vaccines are supposed to have a lower rate of myocarditis than, um, than the virus uh, does. So, I mean, the, the, the rates of myocarditis hardly went up at all um, due to uh, the virus, but the rates uh, skyrocketed right after the vaccines rolled out. And that's when kids started going to the hospitals from myocarditis. If you look at the myocarditis cases in kids, and you look at the hospital records, it's like, uh, nurse Sarah, before she was banned on Twitter said, Hey, I've n- uh, been doing this for 14 years, folks, never seen a case of myocarditis in my career in an eight-year-old only happened after they rolled out the vaccines for eight-year-olds,
7: mm.
6: you know, and then there's a, there's a, um, uh, the Monte Vista Christian School in, uh, in Watsonville, uh, it's near me. They've got four cases of myocarditis. They probably have somewhere around 200, 300, maybe 400. I think it's probably closer to 300 or, or 200 vaccinated boys. Four cases of myocarditis in uh, 200 boys or you know maybe 400 boys. Man, that's like one in a hundred. Um, that is a lot higher. That's not. That is not a slightly elevated risk of myocarditis. This is a disaster. And is the school saying anything about the rate of myocarditis for their kids in the school? And the kids and the school was vaccinating the kids. They've got an, a one in a hundred rate of myocarditis. They are saying nothing. Uh, you know, it's like Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing, nothing, <laughs> and. Uh, and this is the way they're doing things. They're basically vaccinating the kids. And when the kids get myocarditis, they're saying nothing to the parents and they're saying nothing to the press and the press isn't covering it. And nobody knows unless they read my Substack, and they can read all about it. And the head of the school even validated it for me because she said, well, there's a there are a couple of errors in your article. And she said um, she, she claimed that the school never vaccinated kids. And we know that that's False because we talked to the kids and then she said something else needed to be corrected but she didn't say anything about the number of myocarditis cases so yeah we got that one right so she
0: inadvertently (laughs) confirmed what you wrote yes look at what they don't
6: say hey that's how we
0: need to get them I want to push back on some other things when we get back from the break
2: well here we are in the year 2022 and InfoWars is now more important than it's ever been we are truly in the zeitgeist I want to thank you all for keeping us on the air and I want to encourage you to take advantage of a true win-win situation or a 360 win as I've called it at InfoWarsTore.com. Get high quality supplements that make your body healthier, make you happier, and then defend your body with your immune system against outside attackers. Ladies and gentlemen, multivitamins are the way to go, but so many of them are synthetic. Our multivitamin whole food system is one of the best quality multivitamin systems you're going to find. But regardless of whether you get it from us or somebody else, research it's a whole food multivitamin and get it for you and your family. Especially old folks, children, everybody needs it, but especially old folks. Also, we have vitamin C and zinc with rose hips. It's also back in stock. It's at 40% off. Both these are available at Infowarshore.com and Brainforce Plus is back in stock as well at 40% off.
1: It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made Alpha Power.
4: .com/show.
0: Welcome back to the war room. Sometimes the information war is about dealing with people that just choose to be willfully ignorant and there's just nothing you can do to get them to wake up and look at what's going on, but we have to keep trying. We have got to keep trying because lives are depending on it. We're seeing people drop like flies, athletes, and now Fauci wants to triple jab children under four. Well, Sweden is actually saying, you know, maybe we should look at risk versus reward, the reward benefit analysis, which we never talk about here. But um, to talk about that and more we are talking with steve kirsch who's been so passionate we thank you so much steve for being passionate about this for supporting others that are trying to get the information out when it's been so frustrating at times because it's sometimes it's like you can't break through but we want to learn how to break through and so that's why i was giving you some of the pushback that i get when i try and share this information and hoping you can help us on keeping our arguments solid um we were talking about the dead athletes and, and and kind of rebutting that. Now I want to move to the um the whole let's let's talk about the unvaccinated pandemic of the unvaccinated because this is what I'm dealing with. Um, I used to do investigative journalism in Ohio before I was in California. And there's a really talented investigative journalist there that I've been trying to send information and imploring to please look at the other side, especially since he just got COVID after being triple vaxxed. I thought that might be another good time to to try and tell him to look at the other side. But what I was saying earlier is that I was I, I broached the conversation with compassion. I'm so sorry you're sick. You know, um I know I see you sharing so much of this information about the numbers in the Ohio hospitals. But, you know, have you looked at any of these other issues, any of this uh, this other side? And, like, are you willing to have, like, a back and forth? And it's been a decent back and forth. But he said that he was um, a bit hung up on. He's talking to all these doctors and these hospitals. They're continuing to say these hospitals and that they have the data behind it to show that there's more unvaccinated than vaccinated. So how do you get past that in the conversation?
6: Well, uh, we had a, co- what you have to look at as the, is the confidential uh, memos. And so I uh, obtained one from El Camino Hospital, which is a hospital near where I live. So it wasn't like cherry picking. And you know, I basically don't get a lot, people don't send me a lot of confidential uh, memos sent to the staff. So it's one of the few ones that I, that I got. And basically he's giving the honest uh, percentage of people who are vaccinated in the hospital, and it's basically the same rate as the uh, as the un, uh, as the percentage of vaccinated in the community. And so the point is that the vaccines are basically doing nothing to protect people, and um, you know that's that's the reality. Now, there's some hospitals that don't do a good job of recording the vaccination status, so if you happen to be vaccinated and they know it, which is usually you were vaccinated by the hospital that you were admitted to, then you would be listed as vaccinated because the the hospital would have a record of that. Otherwise, you're listed as unknown um, because they don't have the information on you. So that then looks like you're unvaccinated, even though you are. So the, the system is sort of set up to make it look like it's all these unvaccinated people. And also remember that you're not considered vaccinated until two weeks after your second vaccine. So if you die within, you you get the vaccine, you die within two weeks of getting the vaccine, you're considered to be unvaccinated, right? So, so all of this stuff is just really uh, polluting the numbers. And so when you do see honest numbers, um, you get the Um, you get the truth. But what's really telling, though, is the uh, multi-country analysis. And so there was a a 145-country analysis that was done. It's it's posted on my substack. You have to look for the article called Incriminating Evidence. And it just collects all of this stuff. And in that, they looked at 145 countries, and it was very clear that the more you vaccinate— the higher the number of infections and the higher the number of cases and and so forth and the higher the number of deaths. And so it's very clear that from the from large-scale analyses that when you're the more you vaccinate, the worse you're making things for people because basically you're depressing their immune system, which causes them more likely to not only get the virus but also to get cancers. And there are people, that very sadly, they get the vaccine, they develop cancer, or they've had a cancer under control for 20 years, and all of a sudden the cancer reemerges, or shingles reemerges with a vengeance. Um, but these cancers just go out of control and then kill people, mm-hmm. and it's tragic. And I have a, a a call with with a mom who wants to know what can I do, and and the answer is well, we don't know. You know, for any of this stuff where people are vaccine injured. Um, we've just never seen this before, and, and we can't cure people. And so it's a death sentence. This person uh, was was suffering from a brain cancer that's terminal, and they had no problems at all b- before uh, getting vaccinated, and the problems all developed after the vaccine. And we see this over and over and over and over again. And it makes sense mechanistically. The mechanism of action is that these vaccines end up depressing your immune system and so the things that were keeping these cancers in check you know this army that you have Mm -hmm. inside your body that's keeping your cancers at bay that army is now decimated by these vaccines so it's no longer there to protect you
0: well then do we need to rethink like even when they even those who are approaching this more moderately and be like yes we do need to have a more focused approach vaccines for the immunocompromised. But what you're saying is like, maybe those are the last people that should be getting the vaccine because if they have a situation, I mean, so are we even rethinking that?
6: Correct. Well, um, I'm certainly not rethinking it and and neither is anybody who, um, who I, I talk to on a regular basis, it's basically these vaccines are not appropriate for anyone. They're not appropriate for, for healthy people because it's going to damage their immune system, and they're not appropriate for people who are immune-compromised because it's going to damage their immune system even more. Mm. So who should take these vaccines? The answer is nobody. If you're an old person, it's the, the VAERS stats show that you're twice as likely to die from the vaccine as you are from COVID. And if you're, and, and that was with the original um, variants, um, it's that ratio is going to be much higher now. In other words, it's much more risky to take the vaccines. There's even less of a case for the vaccines now than there was back then. Uh, but for, for, uh, for young people, uh, for five to 11 year olds, uh, the numbers are like, we'll kill over 100 kids to save one. And that's insane. Uh, We have a um, uh, health authorities that are basically out of control, but much more tragic is that they will not hold themselves accountable. They will not show us, disclose the risk benefit analysis, showing which ages should get the vaccine. The answer is no ages should get the vaccine, but they won't even show us that. Um, That's the
0: most criminal part of this is there's just no transparency. There's no willingness to have open debate. They just want to shut down any dissent. And it's, that is what's very unscientific, but I only have a couple more minutes with you. So I wanted to cover ivermectin really quick. So the pushback I get on, um, with ivermectin is that, um, and I've read the, the other articles and Andrew Hill, cause I, I did an interview with Dr. Tess Laurie. And then I read what Andrew Hill said. And he said, uh, a lot of these studies with ivermectin, there was like copy-paste issues. I mean, were there issues with these studies or not?
6: No, there were some, there were issues with, with uh, certainly some studies uh, with ivermectin. There's, there's no question about that, but you know, there are over, I think it's over 65 uh, or so studies and uh, virtually all of them, with the exception of one or two or three, uh, were all extremely positive and they were positive in virtually every single metric uh, that the study looked at, and so it 's a little hard to say that, oh, yeah, ivermectin does nothing when you have that number of studies where every single metric in the study is positive I mean that doesn 't happen by chance if it was just the drug didn 't work you 'd see you know half the time you 'd get a benefit half the time you you don 't get a benefit you don 't see that at all. you see very consistent uh, results, and this is why we have multiple Uh, peer-reviewed meta-analysis and uh, systematic reviews, which is the highest level of evidence-based medicine. And so you have multiple ones of these. So you have multiple proofs. It's kind of like winning at the Supreme Court multiple times. (laughs) And you don't get any better than that from a- uh, All right,
0: Steve, we're out of time, but I know that you you dig deep on these issues and so you can go to your Substack. What is that again?
6: SteveKirsch.Substack.com.
0: Okay, so make sure you um, brush up on that. He, he's done the work for you so that you're prepared to have these conversations. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We do appreciate it.
6: My pleasure.
2: Nootropics is a fancy way of saying brain pill. And it is the fastest growing market in supplements in the world for good reason. There are a lot of amazing compounds out there, some healthy, some not, that do incredible things in our brains. And we've tried them all, we've researched them all, and we will not sell you anything that is linked to any problems or any type of toxicity or any type of extreme hangovers. Because I'm not saying some of our brain products, you won't have a little bit of a letdown once you take them, but that would just be a lie. But these are very, very clean with compounds that God gave us that are good for you. And one of our best sellers is back in stock, Brain Force Plus, a good, clean nootropic, a good, clean brain pill. You can find stuff that's stronger, but it's not good for you. This is a high-quality system. It's available at InfowarsStore.com. It's sold out for a long time at 40% off. So get your Brain Force Plus
4: today at infowarstore.com and help keep us on air. Thank you so much, and I'll see you out there.